0: If you're looking to maintain peak brain health, I'd like to introduce you to a cutting-edge new brain support formula from my friends at Thorne, Sinoquel. If you're recovering from a head injury or play contact sports, you should pay special attention. Sinoquel is formulated with the best research nutrients that support healthy brain structure and cognitive function. Sinoquel's active ingredients help maintain cellular energy production, encourage a healthy balance of inflammatory cytokines, provide energy to fuel the nerves, support neurotransmitter production, and help protect against oxidative stress. It's available in two strengths, Sinoquel for Everyday Maintenance and Sinoquel Plus, which provides higher amounts of certain nutrients for shorter-term, post-impact support. For more information and to purchase Sinoquel, just go to drhoffman.com thorn. There you'll also find some of my other favorite Thorn products. That's drhoffman.com thorn for the essential nutritional brain support formula, Sinoquel. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekly opportunity to field your questions. With me today, of course, is the eponymous Layla, for which this Q&A with Layla is named. Look that word up. It's a good word. (laughs) Eponymous. That means uh, something that is uh, named, where the work is named after the name of the person. Yes. Right? Yes. I think that's the basic definition. Right. Right,
1: like if you have a boutique named after you, it's your eponymous boutique, right? Or something, yeah. That, right,
0: that's a fair yeah. example. Yeah. Uh, so uh, come dine at Layla's tonight, <laughs> and uh, she will provide you with a nutritious meal, metaphorically. Uh, so let's uh, begin to address some of the, the questions, but first, yeah. Uh, Reminder, the questions come to questions at drhoffman.net. And, you know, we we're wondering, you know, you should do a little prelude talking about some of the uh, important uh, health articles of the week. Um, and this one popped up. The loneliness epidemic. Nearly one in four adults feel lonely, new survey finds. Yeah. And, you know, it has actually been said that loneliness is the new smoking that it is, should be considered a risk factor for cardiovascular disease, uh, and frankly, early death. Yeah. Because it is something that takes a toll on us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the statistics are that nearly one in four adults across the world have reported feeling very or fairly lonely. Now, by the way, loneliness and social isolation are not synonymous. No. So social isolation means the fact that you live alone without a lot of social contacts. Yeah. However, there are some people who uh, are isolated, yeah. they're not lonely, Yes, and there are also people who are uh, not... Who
1: are f- deliberately isolated. They don't feel lonely at all. They prefer being alone. That is not the same as
0: loneliness. Right. But there are also some people who yeah. are not socially isolated who feel lonely.
1: Oh, yes. I think that's the worst kind of loneliness to either be uh it in the presence of people and still feel lonely i don't mean strangers mm-hmm. people that supposedly you love they love you your tribe whatever and still feel lonely i think that's the
0: i, I recall a that's... book on my parents bookshelf mm-hmm. you know in the days when there were bookshelves and you know we would we would remark you know sometimes we would go to people's houses we go there are no books here and then yeah. we would have and then we would have friends where the walls were lined with books uh-huh. and it said a little bit about the family so we had you know a pretty substantial bookshelf and one of the books outward facing was called the lonely crowd mm. by a sociologist named Riesman and it was a sociology book written in 1950 so this uh-huh. notion of you know loneliness amid the crowd was already developing um yeah that's uh, seven wow. like almost 75 years ago. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Th- so w- they, you know increasingly uh civilization is more atomized because we used to have the extended family and the nuclear family is a relatively new innovation you know like you know yeah. mom dad junior and you know little sis mm-hmm. you know like And uh, Fido yeah. and Fido it's it, historically in the context of human civilization we lived in tribes we lived in you know it takes a village you know yes, kind of thing yes and that was more the way of the world and then we in with the modern development of society and the middle class mm-hmm. and houses that were separate you know uh, or apartments that were separate we atomized our social interactions.
1: Especially here in America, where independence is prized. So I think, you know, in Europe and other countries, other cultures, they had generations living in one home. Grandparents, even great grandparents. And you see
0: that among certain ethnicities. Yes. There's a little bit more of that going on. Uh, Whereas the further people get away from their roots, the less it's going on. So we have the advent of you know, nursing homes and yeah. long term care facilities where we park people mm-hmm. uh, instead of keeping them in the home engaged. Yeah. But anyway, so, you know, we talk about that, but so this is a little counterintuitive. One would expect that as you get older and as your friends die and as, you know, maybe, you know, you, you lose a spouse, mm-hmm. you know, you lose siblings and, you know, maybe your kids find you you know kind of boring that it would be the older people mm-hmm. who are, report more loneliness mm-hmm. but here's the problem is that according to the survey it's the opposite uh, it's actually it's 142 countries they found that 24% of people age 15 and older self-reported feeling very or fairly lonely the rates of loneliness were highest in young adults. Twenty-seven mm. percent of young adults age nineteen to twenty-nine—the huh. very age where you really are out and about—you have the most mobility. You are in social settings to meet people: bars, restaurants, uh, school, uh, college. You know, uh, or are they home
1: living virtually?
0: Or living in, you know, mom and dad's media basement, land, you know, yeah.
1: instead of being out and about.
0: The lowest rates were found in older adults. Only 70% of people age 65 and older reported feeling lonely. Mm-hmm. So the consequences are real. It's not just a, you know, malaise. It actually has consequences in terms of health outcomes. Yeah. And so, yeah, now we have social media where literally you can, uh, you know, be in touch with all your... Quote, friends, but without any social contact or yeah. meaningful contact. And, you know, I found it interesting that there's a lot of people that I know, mm-hmm. uh, <coughs> younger people who get married. How did you meet? Met online. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean... Uh, uh-huh.
1: Match and all that stuff, eHarmonies and all all, all the. If that yeah. were the
0: case, <laughs> I wouldn't have done so well in my prime, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> there weren't no online,
1: right? I right.
0: mean, there was like some, you had
1: to go out and about.
0: There were some hoity-toity dating services, yeah. you know, where like uh, I want to marry a millionaire. They'd set you up, right. you know, for a fee. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But you know, uh-huh. nobody knew from those things in those days. Yeah. So. There's another article, which mm-hmm. is kind of a related article, that talks about poor well-being mm-hmm. linked to formation of chronic conditions. So, uh, well-being is defined as having high well-being in one or none of the five elements. And what are the five elements? Mm. The five elements are career well-being... Which is important.
1: Oh, yes, it is. And I feel fortunate. It's like purpose. I feel
0: fortunate in that respect. Yes, I Yes, I, I me too. Speaking for you, you know, that yeah. we do meaningful work. Yeah. Social well-being, you have meaningful friendships in your life. hmm Financial well-being, you mm. manage your money well, or you have adequate mm-hmm. money.
1: Not worth it.
0: Physical yep. well-being. Yes. You have energy to get things done. You know, health is wealth. And community well-being is you like where you live.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think a lot, there's a lot of people who have uh, a deficit in these well-beings, you know, because they live in places that are dangerous or polluted or, you know, where they have no social connections. They found that eight disease diagnoses were tracked in this research. High blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, depression, anxiety, back pain, insomnia, and suffering a heart attack. And so very high correlation between these measures of well-being And these diseases, now there, it could be reverse causation because, you know, if you feel sick, uh, you know, right away that takes away your physical well-being, but it may also impair your, uh, having friendships or pursuing a meaningful career. Yeah. Uh, earning a living. Earning a living, you know, yeah. yeah. So there, that would be correlation, not necessarily causation, but, you know, I think there's really something to, the impact of these things. That's why you know I I, I get through all the stuff. You know I say here when I talk to patients, mm-hmm. and especially you know when I have sometimes I have older patients, mm-hmm. uh, and you know I get through the blood tests and I get through the diet and then I mention exercise and then I might say you know what about you getting adequate sunlight? you getting adequate sleep? you getting adequate hydration? You yes. Know? Then I run out of things to talk about and I go, you know, we got what five minutes? I look at the clock and I go so. What kind of really floats your boat? You know, what do you, what are you doing these days? Because many of these people are retired. And so, you know, one of the people I talked to today, she says, Oh, she says, I'm so excited about my grandchildren. You know, I, they really, I, I, I love, you yeah. know, uh, singing to them the uh-huh. songs that my father sang to me. Oh. My father was an opera singer. And so uh-huh. I sing the songs to them. And then she said, and you know, I, I love music and I think I want to go back to playing the piano. Mm. And that's like, wow, I think, I said, you know, I think you're going to do very well. Yeah. (laughs) She's in her 70s. And, you know, that's a critical time. And we're trying to get her health stuff in order, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, optimizing her cholesterol and her cardiovascular risk factors and dealing with her risk of osteoporosis. And she's a cancer survivor, you know, Mm -hmm. and so on. But we kind of got those things lined up and we handled those things. And then it's like, so what are you living for? Right. I mean, I don't put it that way. Yeah. Because yeah. That's, that's rather blunt. But I kind of circuitously get to that question.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, with some people, you know, it's, it it is a risk factor when totally. they don't have those things going for them.
1: Right, 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 right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think purpose is a big one. It's it's huge. It's what keeps us a purpose driven life a purpose driven life I mean, that's that's where you get joy as well. You know,
0: yeah And you know accomplishment and uh, yeah, you know, it's the
1: Gratification uh, yeah Yeah
0: Yeah. So anyway, so it's so it's interesting. Uh, It's kind of tragic that we see this this inverted pyramid of loneliness where loneliness predominates among the young now
1: I'm very worried yeah. about young people Dr Hoffman besides the fact that they grew up with a with a computer or a phone something in their hands even as toddlers yeah. this age group that you're talking about add to that the lockdown the last 3 years and mm-hmm. the fear that 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 brought on There's a, well. there's a
0: change in focus and attention is because yeah. when you have the ability to flip from one theme to another multiple times every minute yeah. uh, it changes the way your brain works and actually sure. they've done some studies on this and it actually may cause some degree of what's called cortical atrophy which is a shrinkage in a critical part of your brain mm-hmm. that is the executive uh, function of the brain mm-hmm. you know that is important for decision-making
1: I, I think there's another aspect in that when people are too reliant on social media or only connecting that way it's very easy to, if I may say, swipe mm-hmm. or unfriend, yeah, and people become disposable, yeah you don't feel a consequence of that, but mm-hmm. you would the same way you might be an internet troll and give somebody a terrible review, but would you say that to their face It's the same kind of analogy it's what it's it's living in real life
0: <laughs> well also uh, it enables right? people to become siloed too because. Yeah. Uh, if you don't like what you see, you know, you just kind of narrow, progressively narrow yeah. your bandwidth until you get everybody agreeing with you. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can selectively, uh, narrow your interactions so yeah. that you only really get one point of view. Right. From one, you know, perspective. Yeah. So this is, it's problematic. Right. And that's also the way the media used to be because it used to be basically, yes. you know, the news was the news and it wasn't like right wing news, left wing news, it was like the news. news. And, this is what happened know, today. With, yeah, with yeah. with all the disadvantages that had because it was rather bland and mediocre. Yeah. But uh, now it's like you can pick your bandwidth and you can say I'm I'm with I'm with them or I'm with them. Yes, it's like I don't want to hear the facts on that station. Right, you know, I can like you truth know, is relative. Yeah, <laughs> right. Scary. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so enough said. Uh, I guess on that pessimistic <laughs> note. <laughs> Let's see if we can uh, deal with some uplifting questions here. Yeah,
1: yeah. We have one from Janice. At least we
0: can we can yes. engage people's schadenfreude. Yes. You know it's schadenfreude Yeah, is. what a great word. There's a song in a, a Broadway musical mm-hmm. that was... That, 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 I forget the Broadway... It was a very famous Broadway musical that ran for a while, and the song was schadenfreude. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of revived that term, which means joy in the suffering of others. Yeah. And I think sometimes... <laughs> health programs are a little bit of shut for it. It's like, boy, <laughs> I'm glad I don't have that. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> I'm so glad I don't have that. <gasps> yeah, that oh sounds my. god-awful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, gosh. Anyway, we've got a question here from Janet. My friend who is 67 uh, will be undergoing sh- surgery for an acoustic neuroma. Mm-hmm. Can you recommend nutritional supplements to help her recover from the side effects of surgery? Thanks for all that you do on our behalf. An acoustic neuroma is a tumor in the inner ear.
0: It is. It's a benign tumor. Yes. But it grows. Mm. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a feature of something called neurofibromatosis, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, is uh, usually it, you know the elephant man that was an yes. extreme example of neurofibromatosis. Uh, people who have acoustic neuromas uh, have. Um, a less severe form, which might not have a lot of external manifestations. Sometimes they have what's called a cafe au lait spot, a light brown spot on the skin. Hmm. They call it cafe au lait spots. Mm -hmm. And these, you know, these are innocuous, but they, when people develop uh, hearing problems, sometimes the rule-out game is like, oh, let's do an MRI to make sure you don't have an acoustic neuroma that's pressing on your optic nerve. Yeah. And most of the time you don't, but then sometimes you do. And Mm -hmm. then when you do, it can be treated and i guess there's a you know new techniques of surgery which are minimally invasive which are a cure you know mm-hmm. that's fine it, you know or mm-hmm. potentially there's a possibility that something could grow back but it's not life-threatening
1: yeah
0: and i can't think of a vitamin or supplement that retards that right because it's actually genetic yeah and So you know, she's
1: asking for nutritional supplements to help her recover from the side effects of surgery. Well, the
0: surgery's not that big a deal, you know. When you have like major abdominal surgery or heart surgery, you know that's can be big, right? But you know, and very debilitating, you know, with blood loss and so on. This probably is not, but you know, you don't want to probably going
1: to cause some dizziness afterwards.
0: Yeah, going sure. into the inner ear like that. Yeah, I'm not sure how the, what the recovery yeah. uh, path is. But, you know, I have adequate vitamin C for tissue repair and adequate zinc for yeah. immunity and recovery. And maybe
1: bromelain
0: yep. for, for wobenzine. For, for scarring, for, resolution for scarring. of inflammation. Yeah, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe if there's any dizziness, something like a B6 supplement may be helpful, at least in the short term.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. If you know there is, I, I'm not even yeah. sure, you know, like ginkgo, yeah. blah, blah, blah. You know, right,
1: for circulation, right. Yeah so that could be something janice
0: yeah so okay but it should be i mean this is one of these high-tech wonders Mm -hmm. where the surgery picking it up is good Mm -hmm. and the surgery is uh, can be very you know restorative of hearing yeah
1: yeah absolutely janice best of luck to your friends thank you for that question we've got a question here from michael how do you treat patients with microscopic colitis characterized by profuse, non-bloody, watery, diarrhea, gas, bloating,
0: urgency? Okay. So this is an interesting entity, and it's only uh, been recognized in the last couple of decades. Hmm. Is There exists a continuum from a perfectly normal intestine to bloody ulcerations in the intestine or granulomas, the ulcerations occur in ulcerative colitis, mm-hmm. and the granulomas occur in Crohn's disease. Mm-hmm. And in between, sometimes they'll say, hey, you look fine, but they'll take a biopsy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the biopsy will reveal, under the microscope, colitis, some mm-hmm. signs of inflammation in the tissue, like more what's called mm-hmm. lymphoid infiltration, which indicates uh-huh. like an immune system activation or some signs of inflammation. Which are not apparent because yeah. it's microscopic. It's not. Gr- gr- There's two two ways you can see something. You could say you have gross inflammation. It's not like gross, like icky, like Halloween, right. Halloween mask, but gross. a lot. But like it's gross. It's yeah. it's it's very evident. You yeah. can see the redness and the you know mm-hmm. uh, inflammation. So you can't see that, but under the microscope there is some signs of that. So hmm. what they now think is that. A lot of people with Irritable Bowel Syndrome, or IBS, they actually have microscopic colitis. So they have a milder form of colitis, but they may have pretty bothersome symptoms. Yeah. So that suggests that we do some of the Mm -hmm. same things that we do for colitis where there's bleeding and lots and lots of ulceration. Which So he's tried what? The FODMAP, low FODMAP? He's
1: tried, he's tried the FODMAP diet, anti-inflammatory supplements, chiropractic uh, adjustments. There's no SIBO, but he takes budenicide, budesonide, rather.
0: So yeah, budesonide, which is a yeah, steroid. Yeah, which is helpful. It's right. a steroid that opens yeah. up in the intestine and supposedly mm-hmm. it's enteric coated so it doesn't go systemic. Now, it does go systemic a little bit. It's, yeah. There's no way to prevent that. But it, it soothes and tamps down the inflammation. Right. Okay. right. So what would we do? I don't know that she's taken every, you know, she says he's taken every anti-inflammatory on the sun. Maybe but, he hasn't. I don't yeah,
1: know. he hasn't tried the specific carbohydrate diet, which that is the too, way to go.
0: Which is the way to go. Because he's
1: talking about the FODMAP diet or anti-inflammatory
0: supplements, but so it, it's specific a,
1: carbohydrate it's, diet
0: it's, would be where to go. So go to scdiet.org mm-hmm. or go... Go re- to
1: breakingtheviciouscycle.info. Okay. Because mm-hmm. that website is there and...
0: And I think millions of people have tried it across the world. And you can even cure yourself of of more serious gross colitis. Yeah. So among the things that are helpful, Mm -hmm. you know, we talk about anti-inflammatories like curcumin uh, Mm -hmm. and even boswellin. And we might use fish oil and pro-resolving mediators, SPM. Mm -hmm. Uh, We might uh, use specific probiotics. Certain of them seem to work.
1: Remember VSL?
0: VSL, number three which has now been renamed. There was a kind of a lawsuit because uh, the people who made VSL number three stole the intellectual property of yes. somebody else. So, yes, yes. Uh, I think they they still license it as VSL number three, but the people who make it <laughs> had to pay mm-hmm. the rights to have it. Yeah. But that's, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, also, sometimes people have yeast, frankly. There's actually an interesting article about how people yeah. with inflammatory bowel disease uh, that the... Um, the, um.
1: They have a yeast overgrowth?
0: It, it's, they called it the mycobiome.
1: Oh, the mycobiome. Myco the, the fungi. It stands biome. for
0: fung, fungus. So mm-hmm. myco, uh, is M-Y-C-O. Yes. biome. The fungal, uh, environment of the intestines might play a role in that. So sometimes a, a trial of antifungal medication can be helpful. That's the yeast connection.
1: Yeah.
0: Good old fashioned yeah. yeast connection. You know, right. to use. Uh, an anti-candida or nizoral, diet, right. Yeah, you know, an anti-candida right. diet. Uh, you know, so there, and, you know, there are a variety of things to try. Mm-hmm. And also, um, you might try something like uh, SBI, which is serum bovine immunoglobulin, yeah. which is a new innovation. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a uh, transfer factor that heals the intestinal mucosa, Mm-hmm. I think Orthomolecular makes an SBI product. Right. SBI, SBI Protect. Protect. And, yeah. Yes. Which comes in a powder. It also comes in capsules. Yeah. You can find it on Full Script. Oh, by the way, this is an opportunity to mention you.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, segue to, uh, you know, you're looking for supplements. We talk about something esoteric like SBI Protect. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find them at drhopmanstore.com, mm-hmm. And there you will be assured of some quality control
1: yeah
0: uh, you'll very get important people fast free delivery yes and uh, a huge inventory of products you mm-hmm. can find virtually everything under the sun there True. Uh, when you shop outside of reliable websites like Fullscript you pay your money and take your chances yeah. yeah so don't look for like awesome. the most you know one way of buying I don't know cars as you shop around you find the best deal um, but Uh, you know there's a little more uniformity about a car right you know they can't make a counterfeit car exactly
1: (laughs) you either get the real Audi you don't want a a knockoff Audi or something well
0: (laughs) I think the analogy is like the used car market Uh because you know because if you you want a certified car right you you just don't know and you have to vet the uh, source and you know maybe look at the accident history of the car and all that but what I'm saying is supplements can be tricky -hmm. There are supplements that you know where the shelf life is, uh, it's expired stuff, or and you
1: don't know the the
0: refrigeration
1: conditions which where it was kept and so forth, and and for how long if expiration dates have been counterfeited and changed and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah,
0: it's it's a okay free fire zone. Okay. Anyway, so so those are some of the things that might prove helpful there, and Mm -hmm. there are more. There were yeah, more. but yeah, there uh, more. you know, I kind of would treat this person. This person came, I would treat them kind of like the way we would treat an ulcerative colitis patient. Yes. but it's better than ulcerative colitis because it's not. F- it they're they're, they're it's not like not like a s-
1: full blown. Yeah,
0: it's not gross. It's it, it, it's, microscopic. <laughs> it's so microscopic. So it's in a, maybe an earlier stage, yeah. or what is sometimes referred to in medicine as a form frust. Mhm. Uh, you might say that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, chronic fatigue syndrome is a form fruist of multiple sclerosis. Mm. You know, or fibromyalgia is a form fruist of rheumatoid arthritis. It's sort of wow. an incipient yeah. form of the more serious disease. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm just I'm just riffing here. You mm-hmm. know, I'm maybe I'm mm-hmm. you know,
1: interesting.
0: Just not yeah. precise about those things, but trying to analogize. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so. Uh, we generally divide our podcast into two parts, and so um, we're going to uh, we're going to go to part two. But before we go to part two, uh, Layla customarily tells us what we're going to look forward to in part two. So, what are the next questions?
1: Okay. Uh, what advice do you have for reducing C-reactive protein levels post-COVID
0: treatment? Okay, interesting question. I'm Dr. Ron Hoffman today with Layla Muton because it's our weekly Q&A with Layla. Questions come to questions at drhoffman.net. If you are illiterate and you can't write, there is hope for you. There is an option because I do a weekend show and you don't even have to call during the time of the show, which is from noon to 2 p.m. on Saturdays (laughs) on Eastern time. You can call anytime you like. Right. If you can dial a phone, which... (laughs) Even illiterate people can do, because yes. they can see the numbers. 877-726-8255 are number. Mm-hmm. So even if you are neurodivergent, is the term these days, <laughs> uh, you got a way to pose a question. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. We'll be right back with part two of Q&A with Layla.